And we are live. Welcome to the FFS podcast. I'm your host Praddy and this is episode 15. And today we're going to talk about a club that's not often talked about on this podcast. Well, actually that's not true. We spoke about it two weeks ago when we called them actually a media darling of sorts. Uh, Well, we'll come to know what their own fans think about it. And the club that I'm talking about is none none other than Tottenham Hotspurs. Uh, before we get to the topic of discussion, I think it's best that we introduce our special guest for this podcast episode. And he's a Spurs fan, which is quite a rare occurrence. It's not often that we get one on the podcast or anywhere in the world. But here he is. So, Adi, would you like to introduce yourself? Um, yeah, hi. I'm Adi. I'm from India. And I've been a Spurs fan for a bit now, maybe two years. and. I actually used to be an Arsenal fan for quite a bit. And um, then I don't know, I just switched to a Spurs fan, which was a good decision. But right now, I don't think it is because we're not doing so well. Okay, I know that your brother is an Arsenal fan. Did you just turn into a Spurs fan just to spite him? Slightly, but more of a just... Logical move because they're a much better team and they could really do something with their squad. Yeah, I mean, over the years, I think Spurs, well, have been dubbed by the media as title challengers, at least not of late. But I think if you take it three, three to four years ago when they had that whole title run against Leicester. But let's let's move on to... Okay, let's go back, I think, four or five months, okay? And... We go to Madrid, the Champions League final against Liverpool. What did you make of it? Um, I mean, it was a good game. And it was a lot of effort to do the Champions League final for Liverpool especially because we had a good draw of teams. It was really well played and Liverpool um, played more tactically whereas Tottenham played harder. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I completely agree. I think after the first minute handball and the penalty that Mo Salah scored, it just felt like Liverpool all, all Liverpool had to do was defend the lead. It's something that we've done, we had done throughout the throughout of last season, throughout last season. Sorry, and it it felt like deja vu again that we could just sit back and we knew we had the defenders to cope with the attack of Tottenham. Probably also you had you put in Harry Kane. You started Harry Kane, which and that he was a, he was coming back after an injury. So it was a half fit Harry Kane rather than Lucas Mora who had won you the semi finals in that dramatic end. So I think as a Liverpool fan I was fairly confident going into the final given that we had also beaten you twice in the league. So I, but yeah I agree that Spurs put a lot more effort and Liverpool, all Liverpool had to do was just sit back. But coming to what impact that Champions League final had on both teams, you know, for Liverpool, obviously, it was the start of trophies, right, for Jurgen Klopp. Because last, last, last year, when we faced Real Madrid in Kiev and we lost that final, it didn't feel, for, as a Liverpool fan, that that was the end. That was our only shot and we missed it. It felt like, no, we can come back again and we can prove ourselves and we can probably win it, and which we did. 
Pochettino, yes, has been has built a very good side, has developed a great top four side, and they've probably but they've never really challenged for a trophy, and this was his big chance of getting the biggest trophy in European football. Now, as a fan, did you feel that if you didn't win the Champions League final, that it would be difficult for a team? for Spurs, basically, to come back next year and again prove themselves, again come back to the finals? Well, no, because I think it was... We got to the finals because we had a great draw. But if we had a really good transfer season, transfer market and we got some good players over the, the summer market, we could have we could have really done well with our team and gone to the next uh, final of the Champions League, if not have won it. But I think we didn't do so well in the transfer market. We did okay. And I don't think that's helping us currently because if we had gotten some real young talent who can improve and take the squad to the next level, we would be a great Champions League team, I think. Okay, let, let's move on to the transfer window. And yes, Spurs signed some really good players. I think Ndombele was a really good signing. Possibly not required because you did have Eric Dyer and Musa Sissoko who are central defensive midfielders. And you have Harry Winks who's a central midfielder as well. So Ndombele, while a good signing, didn't seem really required. I think uh, Sessegno was a good signing. Apparently, But unfortunately, I think most of your signings were got injured, right? The moment they signed. They were either injured before or they got injured as soon as they arrived, which is slightly unfortunate. But did you feel that missing out on Dybala was a big blow to Tottenham because that would have been a real statement signing? Yes, because he would have done really well for our team, I think, if he didn't get injured. But it it felt really bad about not getting the signing because we would have done extremely well with them. Okay. Yeah. Any other player that you thought Spurs should have bought over the summer? I don't know, actually. I haven't thought about... I think Dybala would have been a great signing, obviously. But we could have gotten a lot better, like, left-backs or right-backs that could have just pushed forward and just brought, uh, brought the team together using the wits mm-hmm. played into the middle which would have done really well with our strikers and Ericsson can really play the ball well we'll come back to Ericsson but it's funny that you mentioned because I think right back you sold Trippier which is a really weird move that he moved to Atletico Madrid I think it was one of the biggest conundrums of this summer transfer window which is why would Trippier move to Spain of all places it's not like he speaks the language as well so yeah I think a right-back would have probably been better. I think left-back, you have Sessigno. If he gets fit, I think he's a good addition. Uh, I, well, for Fulham, it really didn't work out in the Premier League. But in the Championship, he did quite well there. And, uh, well, you guys were also linked to Coutinho, which was, which I think would have been also a very good signing, given how Deli Ali is kind of off the radar a bit. The whole hype around him. I think also because he's partly been injured for majority of this season. So... I think Coutinho would have been a really good signing. Do you feel the same? Um, yeah, 
Yeah, but it would have just been unrealistic to sign Coutinho as a player because he might not have fit in well and was a bit pricey, to be honest. True. I, I, I get the pricey part. I mean, no, to pay 140 million that Barcelona paid for Coutinho was madness and kind of helped us in a way more than it helped them. But I, I get that. And it'll be interesting to see if Bayern itself can pay that because they don't seem sure that they've ever spent that much of amount an amount before. All right. So moving into the start of the season, it's been a tough start, right, for Spurs. I think they've only won three out of the nine matches that they played. And I just want to ask you what you feel are the reasons why their team is struggling. This team that's made it to the Champions League final, why is it struggling all of a sudden? Um, Pochettino's not really doing well with the squad. He could be playing a lot better tactics, but he's sticking to the same thing that doesn't seem to work. And if he tried something new, it would help a lot to the squad and just experimenting with different people and trying to use different um, teams for uh, different oppositions, which is like adaptation towards whoever you're playing. Okay. And speaking of Pochettino, right? I mean, there's been a lot that he's said or hinted from the Champions League final till now about him wanting to find a new challenge of sorts if Tottenham are not going to challenge for more trophies. You know, that is, he's, he kind of gave an ultimatum to Daniel Levy, say, if you don't help me in the transfer window this season, I'll leave. In the Champions League final itself, he said, this might be my last match. And do you think that he's a little frustrated by the fact that he's developed such a good team, yet a trophy eludes him? Yeah, he's developed quite a good team, and but he's not using it right. And I mean, can't really expect much from him because we we haven't won any trophies with him yet, which isn't a great track record. But he has developed the squad well, but he's just not using them correctly. No good formations, not well played, no good strategies. But he he's helped develop the squad quite a bit. Uh, you, because you come to think of it, before Pochettino arrived at Spurs, I mean, I don't think they were a top six side at all, right? To get them to the top four, that's the first thing. And then to regularly be in the top four spot and challenge for, maybe slightly challenge for a league title and then come to a Champions League final. That itself speaks a lot about Pochettino. But do you think that he himself and the players feel that feel down from the Champions League loss, given that they were probably, arguably, a better side than Liverpool and maybe that loss has dejected them to an extent that some of these players feel like, you know what, I mean, it's not going to happen. Uh, that's probably our last chance. I think Hugo Laurie even said that. Christian Eriksen, uh, we, who we talk about also, has kind of hinted at that. And do you think that's the case right now? That it, it, they're feeling the after-effects of the Champions League loss? Um, sort of, because they, they, they're basically thinking that that's as far as they can go and we can't go ahead and win the tr tr trophy because we've never done it before and it's going to be quite an ask to just step up and actually try and win the Champions League title. Right. And 
Mm, all right. Okay. So let me ask you this. Christian Eriksen, right? There's been a lot that's been spoken. He's also said that he wants to leave for greener pastures or better play a better to a better team. Say he wanted to go to Real Madrid, which right now doesn't seem like a better team. It's just a bigger team in name given how they've been performing. And do you and Pochettino's also said a lot about how the transfer window because it closed earlier for the english teams and was longer for the foreign teams caused a lot of dilemma and i mean there was a lot of rumors floating around about eriksen and he said post the transfer window when it closes i'll be able we'll be able to see a better spurs but that's not happened so far so is that whole transfer window excuse and i say that with like air quotes do you feel that it that it's justified that he, he like him saying that oh it's a transfer window that's the problem that that's the reason of some sort i think he was just trying to, uh, ericsson was just trying to force the move and trying to just get there cuz it's a bigger name of a club and him he and it's also a money thing cuz not mainly a money thing cuz he also just needed a bigger club to go to however I don't think Real Madrid would go anywhere and he had no excuse to uh, Porto had no excuse to um say that we would get much better after anything really other than if we had a good transfer window. All right. I mean, yeah, okay. Understandable. I I think the main reason and I think you'd agree with me that Eriksen wants to go to Real Madrid. He's, I think, twenty-eight right now, twenty-seven, twenty-eight. So it's more like, listen, I haven't won anything at Spurs. I've been here for five, six years or whatever, and I haven't won anything. So might as well go and try my luck in Spain. And you can, and you can understand that, right? Yes, yes. it's like he thinks uh, he he's not going to go anywhere with his footballing career if he stays with Spurs because. We he hasn't had any luck with titles at all, so it's not helping his career. And, but if he makes a move for Real Madrid, um, he try and win a title. And since it's a big name club, it could uh, get more people trying to sign him and good teams. Since Real Madrid isn't much better at the moment, so moving to Real Madrid would give him a lot of attention. He's making better clubs try and sign him. Fair enough. Okay, I I get what you mean. And well, the, what would as a Spurs fan, what would you say to Christian Eriksen if he were to leave for Real Madrid? Would you be angry about this his decision, or would you understand it? I mean, I wouldn't be extremely angry, and I'd sort of understand his um his situation situation. But I, um, I, I, if we could re- replace him, it would be a good, good thing because I don't think he has the right attitude right now, and mm-hmm. he's like Hazard, just tr- uh, trying to force the move and not thinking about how he's playing, and more from a business standpoint rather than a like a physical, um, thoughtful, emotional standpoint. And he's just doing it for the move, not for like the play, the game. 
Right. And what do you make of Jan Vertonghen's exclusion from the squad? I think apparently I've been reading that he and Poch haven't have had some sort of feud. Do you think that's the case or do you think just Poch is trying different things? Um so I think the Pochettino Vertonghen predicament right now is slowly based on maybe an argument with between them two and maybe not Pochettino find something because Poch doesn't seem to be very open and he he's not seeming to try anything new. It could just solely be based on a feud between the two and now Poch is trying to play Sanchez as a way to show Watongan that he already has backups and he doesn't need him that much. I I guess yeah I think only time will tell whether Jan Vertonghen starts playing more regularly again or he continues with Davison Sanchez. Um all right so that being said what do you make what do you think or where do you think Pochettino will be come the end of the season do you think he'll still be at Spurs or do you think he will finally jump ship and go to another club? I think he might go to another club cuz I don't think where the board is too happy with him right now because we're not doing incredibly well. And now that we've had quite a few losses in a couple of, uh, in the last couple of games, I think it just might, um, the board saying you're not helping the club because you're not trying to, you're, you're developing you're developing it, but you're not using it correctly. Mm-hmm. So unless he start, Poch starts being more open-minded to new players, I don't think he's going to stay. Okay, what do you make of... I, I forgot about it, but what did you make of Hugo Lloris's absence? Do you think that... I mean, he's like a big miss for Spurs at the back, or do you think that Gazaniga is good enough given... Lloris really hasn't been of hasn't been in top form of late, right? We've seen a lot of bundles from him in recent memory, at least. So, do you think that his injury could scupper Spurs' chances even more? Or it really doesn't matter? Gizaniga is good. I'm sorry if I butchered the pronunciation a bit. But he's a good player. But Loris brings something different to the table. They're different. They have different styles, but similar in some ways. And I think uh, Lloris Huff having an injury it would be a good thing for now because um, Gazaniga has been playing okay lately, and Lloris has just been uh, slipping up a lot lately. But however, um, uh, Lloris is. Uh, a, a World Cup, former World Cup winner, and he is very experienced, so he knows what to do. Whereas Gazaniga is not very uh, experienced, but has the talent. Right. Is it's a very great contrast. Uh, but if like players look like Lloris could help Gazaniga with like exp- like helping them experience new things and putting him in new situations, 
that would be a lot better for players like him because he they would do extremely well because of the experience and the talent they would become one of the finest players in the world and that's how how old is gazinega because is he is he young or i can just check one second sorry i'm also doing that but let's try and see he is he's 27 which is actually not a bad age for a goalkeeper not not yet reached his prime so i get what you mean that lorry can be a sort of mentor to gazaniga except that he can not show him how to push balls right into his own net and let in an own goal but uh, <laughs> anyway that's that's a little banter okay so i i i'm not going to ask you to predict this that's like next to impossible and i and I, i really don't think that we have that sort of powers right now so i had this discussion uh, a couple of weeks ago with an arsenal fan and a united fan okay and they think that Spurs have kind of been a media darling of sorts that the media hasn't really criticized Spurs enough over the years for and I'm going to say this and I, I, I this word and I'm pretty sure you've heard this word often so bottling chances right uh, Spurs have been known to bottle to throw away promising positions and you know they've been doing it for a while now and the media really hasn't turned their attention to Pochettino to Spurs they kind of said oh Spurs didn't have that much of money they didn't spend so it's still okay whereas if they look at United and Arsenal they are heavy they heavily criticize those teams for not that bad a run of form they've kind of been there then and then to Spurs as well but you know do you think that there is somewhat of a media bias for Spurs or against the bigger teams Uh yes I do actually because because I do, I did really understand like maybe a couple of weeks ago why Spurs haven't been under like the spotlight just uh, like a lot of banter going towards them however <laughs> when uh, a big a bigger team like say United or um City or Liverpool when they slip up it's just everyone tries um tries to like uh make fun of them basically yeah um especially in like city versus wolves there was a lot of reaction to that and but then when we blunder up like a, a lot in a lot of games recently we we didn't really get much of a response because i don't think the media has much of an expectation for us because we haven't done anything in the past what 20 years yeah we i don't think they expect anything cross but unlike that city they've won so many titles and they expect always winning almost every single game that's easy and definitely winnable yeah so do you think it's also got to do with the size of the club you know united and arsenal have such a great history of winning trophies in the early the late 90s early 2000s whereas spurs you know it they just the media is kind of like oh you guys are actually in the top four i mean that's a big deal for you you really don't have that big of a history of winning so many trophies so the media is kind of taking it a little bit lenient on you guys so is, do you think that's a valid re, valid argument basically yeah cuz 
uh, Arsenal and United. I'm just going to quote you. Do have a very rich winning um, winning trophies, uh, and they are they aren't doing well, but their history is great. However, our history is um, horrible. <laughs> what we're doing, we were doing okay until this losing streak. And right now, they don't just expect much of us because it, it's a big deal for us to even get into top four, according to them. Mm-hmm. So, and also, uh, it, it the media just seems to think that we're bad and don't really need to win anything and, are, and just think we are like a one season wonder somewhat like that and think that if we lose it's just us playing normally wow that that says a lot about Tottenham really okay so I've asked this to the fans of other clubs as well and I'm gonna ask you the same thing so according to you what would you consider a successful season this year and what would you consider a complete flop? So season would be four for sure. Because I don't really expect us to win the season. We haven't had a great start. And right now, all that matters is a good start. Mm-hmm. Um, Champions League, maybe the semis. Or if I'm asking for watch the finals, I don't think we have a great chance of winning it. But if we do, that would be incredible. And we, it would just be generally great. We were in a respect, respectable place, like top, like third place in the Premier League, and a semi-finalist in the Champions League, okay. which would just be good, but we're not the best. And your worst-case scenario for this season? Um, maybe getting fifth or not even making it to the Europa League and just completely uh, flopping and not passing the group stage in the Champions League. Just making a huge losing streak and not playing well at all. And Pochettino staying as a manager and continuing not to do anything with the club and just leaving it as the same thing. But buying new players, but keeping the same tactics. So it's like buying new dogs, but teaching them old tricks. Yeah. Old dogs to teach them new tricks. And you you mentioned them, and I talked about the worst case scenario. You mentioned Pochettino staying. So th- do I get it that you want him to leave? Yeah, I wouldn't mind if he stayed, but change his ways of uh, controlling the club like he's doing right now. Because if we changed his approach towards managing the team, it would be great because he is a great manager in terms of developing the team. And it would be good if he developed in his other skills like um, um, tactics and more more advanced stuff. And that would be great right. if he worked in that. And then we would have a very good manager. But if we got a new manager in like... Entirely, that would be pretty good as well. In that case, who would you 
think would be a good fit for Tottenham? I don't know if I'm pronouncing his name right. Allegri? Allegri? Really? I mean, Allegri is very defensive-minded, isn't he? I mean, I I don't know if he suits Spurs as much because you guys like to attack as well, but but you think... in our defense a lot because if we didn't work on our defense, we could just back and then we get the ball, just go all out attack and charge. Okay. Fair enough. I mean, you'll you'll turn into a counter-attacking team then, basically. That's what you're saying. We would get a lot new, pl- a lot more new players, and we would play a lot more positively, and just it would benefit the squad a lot. All right, that that that'll be interesting to if Allegri were to move to Spurs. It would be quite an interesting change, which could really help us out. Yeah. All right, so that's all the time we have for this episode. Thanks again for being a part of this, Adi. It, it was really good to hear the insights of a Tottenham fan, what they think about the club right now, given the situation that they're in. And we'd love to have you on for further episodes, whether it, it's like, even, like I said, I, I know that your brother's an Arsenal fan, so we'd love to have you during like a North London derby thing where you both banter each other and go at it. That'll be fun episode to do as well. And obviously, first, we'll talk about Spurs in the Champions League as well. So, thanks again for... Yeah, sorry. Thanks for me as well, because it's just been a good thing to talk about, because my brother usually contradicts everything I say when it comes to football, because he says, whenever I say Spurs is playing well, he says, well, Arsenal's better anyway. No, it's it's a big change. No, we'll definitely love to have you in the podcast again and definitely soon. So thanks again for tuning in. Don't forget to leave a like, share with friends and family. And for football's sake, subscribe to the channel. We are now on seven podcast platforms that includes Anchor, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts. And I'm pretty sure there are a couple of more, I think Overcast and yeah, you name it, we're probably there. So, until next time, see you.